Adam. Yes. How's it going? That's good. I think we're going to be talking about some agent safety in this episode. Is this the secret side of the uh, podcast? <laughs> this is the intro of the podcast. Oh, the little, yeah. Hey, do I want to listen to this or not kind of section of the podcast? You might be wondering, what is good agent safety? Well, you're going to find out. Let's do it. Atop of the 12th floor of the REMAX World Headquarters, you're listening to Start With a Win with CEO Adam Contos. And live from top of the 12th floor of Remax World Headquarters here in Denver, Colorado, it's Adam Canto, CEO of Remax with Start With a Win. I've got with me here today, producer Mark. What's up, buddy? As always, so good. I'm awesome. Thank you for asking. <laughs> you are always awesome. Yeah. it's You know, I love this time of year. It's like the summer's dying down and fall's kicking in like it's cool and stuff Whoa. like that. Yeah. yeah it was, it's only like 96 degrees here That's today it. in Denver. Yeah, but then it's cool in the evening or in the it morning. Is, it's yeah. nice and crisp. Is it nice and crisp or is it just like we're sick of 96 degrees and it's like 76? <laughs> we're like, whoa, it's so cool out. <laughs> it's less than 70 or 96. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, it is. For but sure. it's nice. It's, it it's Colorado. It's dry heat. That's right. Yeah. So well, let's talk about this agent safety thing. Well, you know, uh, September. That's important. Yeah. September is National Real Estate Agent Safety Month, yeah. which does not mean you should only be safe in September, by the way. Right. You should be safe always. It's just we remind people once a year. That's, that's, that's good. Yeah. It's so like a continuing education. It right? is. Yeah. Get your safety credits. The cool part about this podcast, we can listen to it year round. That's right. We can just come back to it every time we need to. Right. So what are the, if you could break this down into a few things, what are the, the top, what would you say, two or three? There are actually four. Four. Wow. Yes. Okay. There are four key concepts to this. And and let me let me kind of take a step back here and tell you kind of where these key concepts come from. I used to be a police officer in the 90s, and I taught uh, officer survival skills at the police academy with like decisional shooting and things like that. We taught cops how to stay alive, taught sniper schools, SWAT schools, things like that. And it, it all boiled down to these four principles that keep human beings alive. And they're very simple. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unpack them here. But essentially what those four principles are, awareness, avoidance, de-escalation, and response. Okay? Okay. So awareness, avoidance, de-escalation, and response. So let's start with awareness here. Awareness is the key, ultimately the key to survival. When you think about back into to nature, we all had this, you know, this animal instinct or the sixth sense, if you will, that something's wrong. Now we call it gut feeling. You know, if something's not right, you've got a bad gut feeling about something. You know, you hear the, the term, the hair on the back of your neck standing up. Yeah. So think about this, Mark, when you look at a dog who's laying on the floor and let's say somebody's walking up to the front door, the dog knows before they ring the doorbell typically. And what happens to that dog? The hackles on the back of their neck stand up and they kind of go, woof. You kind of a warning bark. Is that what it's called? The hackles? Yes. Look at gold. Just hey, they, <laughs> learning they, all sorts of stuff. Look at that. Yeah. So you know when the when the when the fur on the back of right. their neck stands up, that's them saying something's wrong. Their gut feeling. Yeah, that's their gut feeling. Oh, something ain't right here. Or when they see another human being that they don't trust, they get that way. Mm. You can see it in their body language. Well, guess what? We get that way as well. And the hair on the back of our neck stands up because something's not right. But we don't know what that is. We can't quite identify it. And the worst part about nature and being a human being is we get to choose whether or not we respond to things. So generally, we choose not to respond to that in life mm -hmm. as human beings. When you're doing business and you're a real estate agent, say you approach a house 
and you look at the house and you just think to yourself, something's not right here. I hope I survive this. That thought goes through people's minds. It's the same thing as if you uh, pull up to a car in a parking lot. You know, any human being in, in anywhere society pulls up to a, you know, next to a car to park in a parking lot, and there's somebody sitting in that car, and you think to yourself, boy, I hope that person doesn't get out and kill me or take my car. <laughs> like if you saw something on Craigslist, you're like, right. oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you've got this awareness that happens. So that's subconscious awareness, Okay. You also have conscious awareness where you can actually look for things, look for warning signs, look for red flags, look for somebody being deceptive or lying to you or trying to get you to go somewhere or do something that you know is not good. Like, you know, like somebody going, hey, let's go walk down this dark alley. I want to check and see what's in your wallet. They're not going to be that obvious with it, but they're almost that obvious when they say, hey, come here, I got something for you. And you go, wait a second. Something's not right here. Mm, yeah. Okay. So we got to be aware of these things. We also have to be aware looking for physical signs of criminal activity. Let's say you're a real estate agent. You pull up to a house to show it to a client and the screen on the front window has been pried off and the window's open. That's a red flag. Yeah. Something's not right here. Yeah. You know, you don't go up to the front door and go, hey, let me, un let me unlock the door here and let's go in and see if we can find the burglar because you never know. Or you go up to the front door and it's been kicked in or pried open or something like that. Yeah, call 911. Yeah, get out of there. So get in your car, drive down the street. Don't just stand in front of it and call the authorities. Ultimately, we've got to be aware. The, the number one key to avoiding a bad situation is to notice it first. Then you have time to adjust. So awareness is our first key. Okay. Awareness. Awareness. Next one is avoidance. Let me, let me tell you, if we can be aware and avoid everything that is about to go wrong in life, we're winning. Okay. <laughs> Winning. You don't have to go through de-escalation and response then. So awareness and avoidance. How do you avoid stuff? One, leave. I mean, simply put. Remove yourself. Get the heck out of there. All right. You know, you can avoid these bad situations. And sometimes you're in situations that you go, how do I avoid this? For instance, let's say you're sitting in an open house and Mr. Creeposaurus Rex walks in <laughs> and, and, you know, it's summertime. It's 96 degrees like it is today. And the guy's wearing a trench coat and he walks into your open house. Yeah. Is something wrong? The warning signs are going off. The hair on the back of our neck is standing up. Our gut is turning upside down right now. And you're like, uh, what do I do? Leave. Okay. Grab your phone Just and go. walk out the front door because there's nothing in that property that is worth your safety and call for help. Call the police and say, hey, I'm a real estate agent. I'm sitting on this open house and a creepy guy just walked in. Would you mind sending somebody by because it's really uncomfortable here? And they're either going to say, okay, somebody's on the way, or they might say, oh, we don't have anybody available right now. If there's nobody available, call a friend and walk down the street or get in your car and drive around the corner. You can go back. Physical items can be replaced. Right. Stuff can be replaced. And by the way, before you, went, you sat on that open house, you probably told everybody to put away the valuables, right? You know, what, what are the three things that we need to tell people to, to get rid of in a house before we hold an open house, prescription medicine, valuables, and weapons. Top three. Top three. Meds, valuables, weapons. Get rid of those three things. Everything else typically can be taken care of. And so we talk about prescription meds. Just go through the bathrooms and don't just put it in a drawer. Guess where bad guys look for prescription medicine? A drawer. A drawer. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. So we got to get rid of these things out of the house. Put them in your car, folks. Lock them in your glove box while the, the house is being held open, something like that, if you're the homeowner. Realtors don't take 
the prescription meds with you. <laughs> They're not yours. Your name's not on a prescription. It's not right. legal. Have the, have uh, the homeowner do it. Yeah. Have the homeowner put it in the glove box, whatever it might be. Have the homeowner put it in the trunk in the garage or something like that. Have them remove the prescription meds. Uh, valuables, obviously... You know, speaks for itself. Gold, jewelry, diamonds. Yeah, don't leave your Rolex sitting on the uh, in in the bathroom on the counter when somebody's yeah. you're having an open house. Anything that can be bumped into and broken, no. Right, and if you don't have a gun safe, yeah, if you don't, put don't it somewhere else, don't leave your guns laying around during an open house. Okay, and that also kind of blends into weapons. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, do you know where the most weapons in any house are? Uh, actually, I don't. <laughs> you don't the kitchen. Oh yeah, the all those kitchen. Knives. Yes. But what if I got a nice like Cutco like I want to display? Put it somewhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's um, you know take that butcher block with that giant horror movie style yeah. cleaver Friday in it. The Thirteen. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. And put it somewhere. Get those weapons away so that if something does start going sideways, you know where they're not. Yeah. And you know where they are. You know, if you, if you take that butcher block and you put it somewhere in particular, that nobody's going to go look. You have to get to it yourself. At least you know where it's at. And then on the on the weapons note, uh, and we're going to circle back around to this on uh, on response, um, know where there are weapons that you can use. And I'll, I'll dig a little deeper into that here soon, okay? So awareness, avoidance. Avoidance also means have a plan. Let's say you're just walking down the street. Let's say you're going to go show a, uh, a condo to somebody in an urban environment, okay? You're walking down the street, and it might be dark, because sometimes it gets dark early in the wintertime or whatever. You're, you're going to show it to them. You know, be aware of what's around you. Like, for instance, uh, in an urban environment, maybe you have somebody who's intoxicated under the influence of something, whatever it might be, who's stumbling towards you, making a lot of noise or being obnoxious. They're harassing people, things like that. You don't want to encounter that person. How do we avoid them? Go move to another side of the street. Yes, cross the streets. Yeah. There you go. Good one. You typically don't see uh, people who are stumbling down the sidewalk go, oh, there's somebody way on the other side. I'm going to go after them unless they start engaging. Um, You know, they make eye contact. They start directing, you know, a verbal attack towards you or or something like that. Immediately disengage, cross the street and know what your options are. You know, looking around and, and seeing that to avoid them, just go around them, go around them, avoid those bad situations avoidance is, is really the best way to win a fight. The best fight won is the fight never fought. Mm-hmm. Old martial arts proverb there. The best fight won is the fight never fought because you've avoided it. You've avoided not just hurting somebody else, but hurting yourself in the process. So we got awareness and avoidance. Next one, de-escalation. You do end up in some situation, face-to-face talking to somebody who is creeping you out, who's making advances, who's asking you uncomfortable questions, things like that. What do we do? How do you get out of that? You got to be able to de-escalate this situation and do it quickly. First of all, kindness is a good preliminary way of de-escalation. No, thank you. No, thank you. I have to go. No, thank you. I have an appointment. No, thank you. My friend is coming to meet me right now and I need to go make a phone call first. De-escalation is how good are you at talking your way out of stuff. Mm. And it's okay to practice that. Do some role-playing with, with somebody else. Let's say that you're sitting on an open house and somebody walks in and they start getting creepy. How do you de-escalate that? Oh, you know what? I appreciate you asking all these questions. I've actually got a couple of people coming by and I have to meet them out front. So uh, why don't you take a look around and I'll be out front. Kind of redirect their feelings, what they're doing. One or of the two things are going to happen. One is they're going to escalate as you're trying to de-escalate, 
or they're going to go with it and they're going to be like, okay, thanks. Or they'll be, you know, they'll kind of be auntie and go, all right, they, they get it. Don't just sit there. Doing nothing can be a de-escalation, but there are consequences to doing nothing just like there are consequences to doing something. Doing nothing is a choice in de-escalation. Understand that as one of the options. This person's doing this. I'm going to de-escalate this by just, you know, throwing my wallet in the corner and being aware that I'm getting the hell out of here and I'm going to survive this. You got to de-escalate the situation before it escalates into something violent or something bad. And of course, anytime you de-escalate, you need to, you need to call the police. Yeah. Anyway, because they need to know if it's just creepy and you de-escalate, let them know anyway, because uh, a lot of times these things happen in patterns. Somebody who's putting you in these situations that you need to avoid de-escalate or respond to, you might not be the only one that they've just tried this with. Mm. Awareness, avoidance, and de-escalation. Now, the last one is response. Response. What does that mean? Response. It means do something. So Mm. we've ended up in this bad situation. We went through a few response capabilities here. You know, getting yourself out of there is a response. But ultimately, the key to response is options. The key to response is options. Look around. Anytime you're in a situation, let's say, um, let's talk about we're sitting at a, uh, we're going to find a listing. We're going to do a listing presentation. It's dark. You're driving through a neighborhood and you stop at a stop sign and you're looking for the address in your, your phone or or on a piece of paper or something in your car. So you, you stop at the stop sign, it's dark, and you're just sitting there shuffling around in your car. You're a vulnerable target right then. Right. Okay. Carjackings happen that way. You know, people might walk up to your car. Maybe they're just begging for something. Maybe they're lost and they need directions, whatever. But ultimately, I don't want you just talking to anybody who walks up to your car in the middle of the night, sitting in a stop sign in the dark, because you never really know what their intentions are. You're sitting there and they come up and your window's down and they go, hey, what do you do? Roll up your window and lock your door. Ah, well, that's part of it, yes. But you also got to get the heck out <laughs> that's of there. That's true. Okay? So let's look at what our options are. One is we can talk to them, which I don't recommend. So let's figure out how do we get out of here. We can go straight. We can turn left or we can turn right. We can throw it in reverse, punch the gas and back up. Or we can honk the horn. Kind of scare them, freak them out. Try and freak them out. You know, there's, there's several options here. So basically a response is just, taking action or deciding to not take action in response to something somebody else has done. While you're sitting there, you can look up and you see this human being standing there next to you and you're going, all right, I have to do something. Look around real quick. I can go straight or I can turn right. What is traffic going to allow me to do where I'm not going to crash into somebody and get myself hurt Mm -hmm. in the process? So maybe turning right at that stop sign is the best thing to do. Respond, take action. And that's really where, you know, you have this fear response when something freaks people out or when something's going wrong, fear response is fight, flight, or freeze. You can fight, which there's no need to fight with that person right there. Not recommended. Not recommended. You know, last resort. Last resort, absolutely, because you're going to get hurt. They're going to get hurt. You know, you got a lot of explaining to do to the authorities <laughs> at that point. Right. So fight, flight, or freeze. If you got to fight, though, fight with all your might. Fight like your life depends on it, because if you get in a fight as an adult, your life does depend on it. Mm. And we'll talk about getting in a fight elsewhere here in a second. Let's talk about flight or freeze. Freeze, maybe it's just somebody who's walking in front of your car, that intoxicated person I was talking about before who's stumbling down the street in front of your car. Somebody's just lost. Maybe there's an animal in front of your car or something like that. You have to respond to that, and it's a situation. You don't want to just punch the gas and run it over. Freeze. Just sit there and wait and see what happens. Doing nothing is a decision to do something. Let's talk about flight now, straight, right, things like that. So fight, flight, or freeze. One of those three things. That is 
a response. That is a response. Awareness, avoidance, de-escalation, response. Now let's talk about we do end up in that fight. Something bad really does happen, and we have to defend ourselves. You are legally allowed to defend yourself if you are in imminent threat or fear of bodily injury. If somebody's attacking you, if they're calling you names and you don't feel threatened, you're just insulted, you really can't take physical force against somebody, okay? You got to follow the law, regardless of where you're at. This is being broadcast around the world. Laws are different elsewhere, yeah. but know when you can defend yourself physically and understand how to do that. I always tell people, like when they're sitting on an open house, attacks happen in open houses, attacks happen in showings, um, you know, attacks happen when you're walking down the street. Look and see what resources you have available to you. You know, let's say you're in an open house and the pantry, the food pantry is right behind you. There may be a can of soup in there and somebody's attacking you. Grab that can of soup and smack them with it. Okay. Use things, use things that are harder than the human body to contact the human body with on any attacker. It will change their mind sometimes. Yeah. Fight like you are fighting for your life. It's a serious thing. But sometimes on a response, you have to fight. Sometimes on a response, you have to do things that you never thought you would do to another human being, but you have to do them because they're trying to do those things to you. And you have to protect yourself. You have to defend yourself and you have to win. You have to win the fight and know when you're fighting that you're doing it to win and to save yourself. Hmm. This is heavy stuff, dude. This, uh, the, well, agent <laughs> safety. You got to talk about it. <laughs> we're not like talking. Yeah, we're not, we're not sitting here. Let's talk about agent flag football. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about agent candy making. <laughs> you know, it's, it, yeah. this is safety. Yeah, this is serious stuff. Yeah. Safety. While we're at it, let's talk about one more thing. And that is first aid. It's good to have first aid knowledge. Most bad situations that involve somebody bleeding to death, many, many, many bad situations that involve somebody bleeding to death can be solved with appropriate bleeding control items like a blood stopper or a tourniquet. Uh, first responders use those things. And in, in some of the more serious you know, mass casualty situations that, that have been encountered, and this may happen to a real estate agent sometime, be it somebody attacking you in an open house, a showing, you're just in a car crash or something like that, you need to have first aid materials, a tourniquet, blood stoppers, and then you know a litany of other smaller items. But you can buy some of those basic bleeding control items locally, wherever you're at, uh, or you can go online and, and pick them up as well. Just you know, first aid kits and you know, like a, an individual first aid kit, IFAK is what they're called, uh, that the military uses. And essentially that's what you're doing is you're preparing for a bad situation and the ability to control bleeding. And if you don't have time to go to a class, look it up on YouTube. It's pretty simple to put a tourniquet on somebody, mm -hmm. including yourself. Understand some first aid concepts. Best case scenario, run by the local fire station and say, hey, I got this stuff. Can you guys show me real quick how to use it? Or go by the local hospital to say, where can I take a class on this? Or talk to your doctor and see what they have to say. You're interested in helping yourself, helping others in a bad situation. It might be you, it might be part of your family, or it might be one of your clients, or just a complete stranger that you're doing the right thing for. Understand first aid, um, you know, get CPR, first aid certified. American Red Cross does that as well as a whole bunch of other organizations. So some things to keep in mind, awareness, avoidance, de-escalation and response. And of course, understand first aid. That's it. That's it, man. Simple. Yes. Hey, would you recommend like when someone's doing an open house, is it common for maybe someone to bring a friend or like, you know, if you're sitting in a house all day by yourself and just people are coming by, is it beneficial to have a buddy there with you to? Great you question, know? Mark. There's always safety in numbers. Yeah. Always. And when something starts happening where maybe you have a, a person that comes in that's creepy or, or something like that, don't sit together. 
don't stay together. You know, it's like saying, all right, all the victims huddle in the corner. We don't want that. You know, if, if something's going on, split up, mm-hmm. you know, when you go out front, go to your car and call the other on the phone yeah, and say, what's, you know, everything cool, what's going on. And also it's interesting because you can virtually have a friend with you as well. Just put in a, you know, an earbud, you know, your headphones or your Bluetooth or whatever for your phone and dial somebody up. You don't even need to be talking to them. They just need to know what's going on so that they can hear what's happening and they can call for help if they need to. There's a a number of other apps that, you know, obviously you could load on your phone or smart device or something like that. But yes, taking another person to an open house, always great. Great idea. Uh, There is safety in numbers. Awesome. Uh, I think this was very beneficial, especially for Agent Safety Month. Yeah, it is Agent Safety Month, right? September. And how awesome is it that our CEO is a ex-SWAT expert? (laughs) Well, hey, it, you know, uh, personal safety, the concepts are universal. Yeah. They are universal. If, we, if we're just, you know, we function on those two first principles, awareness and avoidance, we won't put ourselves in these bad situations. We'll notice things. We'll functionally be safer, but we'll also do better business because we will notice more about our surroundings. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to go onto iTunes and subscribe, write a review, or rate the show. It helps us get the word out and reach more people. You can follow Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And remember, start with a win.